great future. We're talking real money. Well, hello again, and welcome to another incredibly exciting and illuminating edition of the show called Talking Real Money, because what we do is talk about real money and real money issues and real investing and some really important stuff. And we invite you to ask us questions about your financial situation, particularly about investments and, and investing at 855-935-TALK. That's 855-935-8255. We, Tom and I, have been helping folks like you all over the country make better financial decisions we the the information we give we strive to make it always in your best interest to give you advice that is truly actionable and honorable at the same time so give us a call 855-935-TALK 855-935-8255 I haven't seen you this excited since the Denver Broncos were a potential Super Bowl team. I haven't seen you this excited since your national show was headed to Disney. I haven't seen you this excited since we stopped into that one brew pub in Portland that they threw us out of after several hours. This is... Wow, you younger. are really. That was I younger know. Days. That was a long. I was. I just figured. Was, I ran the number. Wow, that was, that was younger. That was days. like twenty-five years ago. So oh my sorry, I've, but I've I've definitely both aged and matured since then. <laughs> Indeed, both of us have. So I mean, uh, and and I'm we'll promo this and a wait, bit. We did. Did we get kicked out? I they kind of gently asked us to leave. It's Portland. Yeah, I mean, I don't they don't really throw people out, out now, of there. But now so. I do remember uh, way back when at a National Association of Broadcasters conference. Uh, it was like 1989 in uh, Boston, and our our general manager of the business radio network was was uh, apparently at the time we were we were flush with cash, investor yeah. cash that eventually got spent and the thing went bankrupt. But at the time, I guess he was feeling wealthy and he was buying drinks not just for our entire company at a bar in uh, Faneuil Hall, but he bought drinks for an entire marching band that ma- wa- walked down the street. Wow. And uh, there were so many drinks, and they flowed so uh, quickly, quickly and readily that uh, we were we were denied entry to bars. It was like, no, you are not coming in to our bar. No, now that's something. Yeah, I mean, you get yeah. thrown out, but getting thrown out before you even get in. Now that's before unusual. You even get in the yeah, door. that's unusual. So, but that anyway. was younger days. Well, that yeah, was younger days. I'm I'm promoing something that we've got coming up in a couple hours. That's on the other station. I Should we do that? Is it fair? No, I'm just saying we will promo. This is a tease to the tease. So you are, but you're really worked up today. I mean, this is like well, non McDonald on steroids. I don't like it. I don't like it when someone misleads the investing public. Yeah. You know that. It yeah. really, it mm-hmm. has always bothered yeah. me. But it really bothers me when the person doing the misleading is someone who was for a, an extended portion of his career a respected journalist who sold out and i'm not happy about it and i'm going to be interviewing him and i told him i'm there's no sandbagging here i said i want to ask you about the ponzi scheme that you recommended on your radio show see now that's where you're a nicer person than i am because when i had the tv show People would forget that, that that they'd done certain things, and then they'd say they'd call and say, "Can we be do an interview?" Sure, that's a good topic. 
they'd come on. I'd give a couple of questions about the stuff they wanted to talk about. Then we go into the things that they'd forgotten that, uh, well, that were public but, information, by the way. And then we'd go into those and it didn't end up very happily for the interviewed party. Let's put it that way. My problem is I'm going to start with the bad I know, stuff. And I know then, you are. I know you are. And then after a ton, I mean, I have researched this you topic really for been the past couple of days. Yeah. It's going to get worse from there because I've discovered stuff about all his other stuff that uh, he if he's if he doesn't hang his head in shame when I'm done, the man has no conscience. Well, and here's the bottom line for me about all that. He was promoting something that was, I think, promising eight percent a year returns safely. Yeah. Oh, that blew up. You want to hear a direct quote from the uh, email he sent me? Uh, this is what he wants to talk about on the show. Instead of keeping your money in the bank, this is a direct quote. Right. quote in the bank. Instead of keeping right. your money in the bank earning 0%, the blank fund would be a suitable alternative that pays 8% a year. Okay. I mean, really? Really? That just doesn't, Eight, that 8% doesn't a year. pass the That's an alternative. Thing. Well, I, and okay. And my question to him will be, if that were true, there would be no public stock market. There would be no bond market. There'd be no mutual funds. There'd be no hedge funds because even the really smart guy on billions would just take all the money and hand it to him and say, give me my 8% every year safely because, I, come on, that just doesn't make sense. There would be trillions of dollars in an investment like that. There would have to be. All the money would flow to something like that. So, And by the way, I also do want to mention at the other side of the break, we have really great right. news for you. This is one of the biggest banks in the world is telling yeah. you oh. how to invest to beat the market. Their words, not oh. mine. Beat the, and this what? is huge. Big, big, big news. It's it's about time somebody had advice to beat the market. Yeah, like no one ever does. 855-935-TALK's the number. Tom and Don are talking real money. If you're sick of investing through an insurance agent or a stockbroker and you're in the market for a fee-only advisor who charges truly low fees and uses a scientific approach to building portfolios for your risk tolerance and need, you should check out Vestry. Tom and I started this firm and it is devoted to educating everyone, total transparency, clarity, low fees, and great service. If you're looking for an advisor, you ought to at least take a look at us at Vestory.com. That's V-E-S-T-O-R-Y.com. Or give us a call, 800-386-3004. Your guides to a really great financial future. Tom and Don are talking real money. Yeah, you're looking for a way to beat the market? Well, give us a call, 855-935-TALK. And let me just uh, give you a little hint. We'll tell you the truth. Whoa, others, wait a minute, wait a minute. Now Others you're, might you're, not. You're suggesting And I'm not that, naming names. Well, I'm going to name a name here in a minute because they went Bank public. of America? Yeah. I mean, okay, Bank of America, not as bad as HSBC because I just watched them on Dirty Money the other day. <laughs> so that could be their moniker. Not as bad. That was an eye-opener. Oh, Holy cow, i got to you know, pay more attention. When, and why do these banks have to be so bad? Why is it? Why do they just have to behave so badly? It's... It, it's, it appears to me that they're conscience-free. They're just, like, missing that part of their their soul. The thing I loved about HSBC is they get caught over and over again, and then they pay these. They say they're sorry. Shouldn't have done They were laundering drug money, et cetera. Uh, they're sorry, and then they pay, I think somebody said it's, like, one month worth of profits in a fine. Yeah. 
And then yeah. they well, go on, and no it. one goes to jail. It's just like business as usual. Bank Bye. of America, Merrill Lynch, oh. Chase, Morgan Stanley, all of them have paid hundreds of yeah, millions, in some true. cases billions well, of dollars okay, in fines. Then you're going to love this piece because Bank of America is going to return some of that money. Say, to, show me that. Does it say beat the market? It's, Bank of America outlines tips investors can use to beat the market. Jeez. And by really? the way, here's a suggestion to Bank of America. If they know how to do this, they might. There's a there's a brokerage, I think it's down the hall or across the hall, called, it starts with an M, I think. Mary, Mary, Merrill Lynch, that's it. Uh, they might want to yeah, go if, help them first. But what, Right. Why, why would you tell me, Bank I, of America? Why don't uh, you go just, make a lot of money on these because tips? Because they're giving back after the big fines you just mentioned. This is sure their way to help are. the public. So here are their, by the way, I love this quote. Absolutely love it. I gotta find it now. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Give me to find it. One for of the you. biggest challenges this is from Bank of America quantitative strategist. One of the biggest challenges for active managers has been a substantial shift to passive investment strategies. By the way, you would think mm-hmm. that would be good for the active managers because now there's less money. With less money, you could trade more and make more money. But that, and they said, and she here's what she says. <laughs> The best way to slow or reverse this shift is by generating alpha. Yeah. Oh, wait. Let me translate. Let me translate. Wait. So the best way to make active management work is to start making money actively managing. You know, it's basically admitting that it hasn't worked so far, but we keep trying. That's the Department of Redundancy Department, I believe. But anyway, yeah. So if you just make more, is to be more successful. Then thank you. That would be the way. And so they're going to they give you a couple of great recommendations that investors can use to outperform this straight from Bank of America. I just love this. Uh, Investors should focus on parts of the market with more return volatility. Don, what is return volatility? What does that mean? Oh, buy the stocks that fluctuate more, that are riskier. There you go. Buy the riskier stock. And only, of course, buy the ones that go up. You don't buy the other ones. If you're going to buy risky stocks, let me just give you a bit of advice. (laughs) Do not buy the ones that go down more than they go up. She recommended, by the way, and this might shock you because it hasn't done very well this year, technology. I'm kidding. It's done. Had, it's been yeah, killer. Had, had, a, had a good week. Uh, healthcare and consumer sectors as a quote now, stock pickers oh. paradise. How many times have we heard? Didn't they make that into a, didn't Jimmy Buffett turn that into a song, stock pickers paradise? No, um, that was stock pickers in paradise. <laughs> there, there they are. Okay, number and, two. Well, you know what the old title used to be? <laughs> what? And it didn't go over well. It was nose pickers in paradise. Oh, yeah. And went, not no, no, no. Wait, I bet I, can get, I bet I can get more play if I say stock pickers in go. paradise. All right. Right, number and two. then I'll open up a community in Orlando. <laughs> number two is, I love this, take the road less traveled. Investors are more likely to find bargains in areas of the market that are less, that co- less covered by Wall Street analysts. Because you can find there, this is my words, the mm-hmm. inefficiencies that allow you to trade in a way that nobody else knows about. Would that be the dark web or well, something? Well, it's, it's a dark web. Subterranean it's, markets? Yeah, sure. the, le- the, the more market, eyeballs wait. on the stock, the less alpha what? you're likely to harvest, she says. In this day and age, <laughs> That's with my everybody, point. who is, what market is not being followed by analysts? By oh, a oh, lot the, of analysts spending a lot of money, yes. Uh, that would be the Rwandan Stock Exchange. Okay, but that, that one, is still not as important. But I've sent my daughter there to do some research on it. <laughs> this is still, I think it's Venezuela, but this is, there's hidden gems there somewhere. You just have to find them. Yeah, uh, right. here's, here's the most important well, one. Because, wait, the, the hidden gems are yeah. the more volatile winners. 
yeah, you just it's hard to find those right now in Venezuela. Here's the here's the maybe this is the most important one. Mm-hmm. Extend your time horizon. Short-term trading hurts returns because of higher levels of competition. Alpha, that's outsized performance over the benchmark, over short-term short-time horizons has become increasingly hard to come by. <laughs> it's harder to make to beat the market over short periods of time. No, actually, the numbers. No, now that what's you know what's funny about that is that S and P's numbers, the Spiva numbers, show that the it's harder to beat the market over long well, periods no, but of the, time. But, but what I laugh is that sounds like it's a buy hold. and hold strategy. If you buy yeah. securities and you hold them for a long time, then no, doesn't That's it? Just all of that is. And <sighs> and here's the thing that I don't get is because they're Bank of America. They get press for that. Yeah, they well, get a major press story for that on ludicrous cable advice. channel, CNBC. Yeah, I'm looking. at Okay, it. I wasn't going to give them the pleasure of mentioning. So, I, I, because usually in the same breath I go, CNBC don't watch it. CNBC don't watch okay, it. Okay, so you want to waste you, your time? Watch CNBC. Those of you new to the program, yeah. This we were making, we were mocking this, just so you know. Because a guy did ask me a couple weeks ago, you said that, and then I said, no, I was mocking it. We're mocking really? this. Really? Wait. Somebody, somebody said that. Yes, they did. Someone actually took Believe- what we said seriously? <laughs> well, there is that, but this, this is just really funny. I mean, folks, Bank of America doesn't beat the market. Merrill Lynch has spends more, as my recollection was at one time, spent more on individual stock analysis and did worse than all the major players. And the people that spend billions on this underperformed, underperformed indexes. So no, you this know, is, they don't the know funny, how to do this. I was doing some research this week on on uh, trying to find outperforming active managers because the big claim is that active managers do well in down markets right well vanguard went back and looked and found that active managers only beat their benchmarks in a couple of bear markets most of the time they still underperform their benchmarks and by the way when we mean beat their benchmarks that means over half of them do in that bear market not a lot of them it's still a lot don't they fail miserably just the, the, the abject failure so this this business about beating the market it's it's a game you play as as listeners it's a game by the way i as an old stockbroker back in the day played very old stockbroker yeah, rub rub that in just <laughs> rub it in uh but i learned early on that beating the market was difficult then later on i learned that beating the market based on tons of statistical academic research that beating the market is not just difficult it is nigh on impossible particularly when you're faced with the task of picking those few who outperform over and over again tom and don are talking real money if you need help allocating your retirement plan at work, you can get free help at 401411.com. That's 401411.com. For your real life and real future, Tom and Don are talking real money. Because it's really important and it's really uh, not uh, talked about properly that much. I mean, go watch CNBC. No, don't watch CNBC. Go watch it and then stop watching it because there's nothing there of value. Zero there of value. Not one thing. 
Nothing. Well, no, they have well, that nice later. thing that moves across the screen. Don't you can look watch at the, that. Oh, okay. don't, don't watch that. You can watch the shows late at night as long as you don't watch Susie Orman. Ugh. Ugh. 855 talk. Now you're going to pick on Susie Orman? Wow, you're really... I will pick, I will pick on Susie okay. Orman, too. All right. Well, we you can know? talk about her investing... Oh, her investment It hasn't been very terrible. good. Yeah, it's not been very 855-935-TALK is our phone number. That's 855-935-8255. And now off to the phones we go. Yes. And Paulo, welcome to the show. Yes. How can All we right. help you? Okay. You said Paula? Yes, you yes. are on the air. Okay. Okay, thank you. I didn't yeah. expect to come up this fast. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so my question is, I retired a year ago, and the institution that I retired from had a pension plan for their employees that they put into, and it was just a set, it was a 401k, but it was just a small amount, but we were told at seminars that were offered at the institution the best way is to just take whatever they put in and don't put your own money into it, which I didn't at the time. We were raising kids and other things going on. So, But then they froze that pension plan and changed to a different one that we, if we wanted to see it grow, we had to add to it. And so, and that was about 2013 or 2014. So I did start doing that, but um, and they would match a certain percentage of the limit. I'm going to halt you here for a second, Paula, because your nomenclature is confusing to me. A pension is completely different than a 401k. A pension is something I get it. A company sponsored plan. A 401k requires a contribution by the the employee and then and oftentimes gets a match from an employer those are two completely different things i get it okay so the first one was uh, the first one was just a pension okay but it wasn't right okay so we have the 401k and the pension so what's what's your your question question around these guys because of our time constraints exactly so what i need to do is i have two different accounts yep the one that was frozen, that was the original one, and then the one that I started up. And now that I'm retired, a year later, they are still there, though they aren't being contributed to by my employer anymore. And they're just, they're growing. For, but I need to know which I roll into first, which one how I much roll money, over into the other How much money is in one. these guys? How much, we talk, how much are we talking about? One has about, the original has about 55,000, 54,000 in it. Uh-huh. And then the, the, the 401k. The 401k has about 17,000, in it. Okay. Now, what is it that you are hoping to derive from this $70,000 or so? Right. I need to know what steps I need to do, and mostly I would like to use, I already have a pension through my husband's retirement. And Do you need an income from, from this money? I don't need an income. 
And what I'm thinking is I would use it. We plan to sell the house we are currently in down the road. I would use, like to use it to, say, pay more towards the house. That we okay, would. we're not going to want you to do that because you're going to pay tax on it. I mean, here here'd be my suggestion is to put those into a individual retirement account. Yep. I manage it in a way we we give out two free funds, the Vanguard Total World Stock Fund, the Vanguard Total Bond, balance between those two, build for the future. I wouldn't take it all out, though, and pay off your house because you're going to pay tax on that. No, I wouldn't pay off a house anyway. I don't think that's the best investment you can make. Tom and Don are talking real money. We mentioned 855-935-TALK, 855-935-8255 throughout the podcast. But you need to know that you can call that number 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Leave your question, and those will be answered in special Talking Real Money podcasts that will appear on this particular site in the future. So give us a call, 855-935-TALK, 855-935-8255. future we're talking real money our number again is 855-935-TALK 855-935-8255 we're here to make money make a little more sense and to try to help you make more money by not playing with your money don't play with your money yeah and let me just finish the the spot on paula very quickly Uh, number one i find for most people in retirement having one retirement account Makes yeah. sense. If you have a small amount in a pension that could be moved to an IRA, for example, eh, it probably makes sense to do that. If you had a small 401k, combine that, and then you know what you have to set. Number two, you never want to pull money out of a tax-deferred plan that way and, pay ta- and you're going to pay tax on it and then pay down a home mortgage, which is going to be a very low interest rate anyway, generally. And if you don't need it for your living expenses, probably just letting that grow till 70 and a half and taking out the required minimum distributions on that money makes more sense. Yeah, and, and to add to that, I just don't really, except for the the psychological yeah. peace of mind it provides, I don't, when you're, when you're in retirement, the odds of you staying in the same house that you go into retirement in for the rest of your life are not particularly good. Nah, that's, that's not always true. My wife has found a spot for me somewhere 200 yards out in the swamp. She says it's there. It's all set. I could be there for a very long time. So, hanging out with the coyotes. Here you go. Or the coyotes. As, I don't. <laughs> is it coyotes or coyotes? I don't know. I'll I check in to... later when I see them this afternoon. Uh, all right. 855-935-TALK. That's our number. Stop by. We'd love to try and help you make more money out of money. Make more money out of your money. Jim, you're up next. Welcome to Talking Real Money. Hi, Jim. Hey there. I have about uh, 500000 in a 401k looking to retire in the next year or so. I'll, I'm about 58 years old, so I'm going to be able to go early. I have some other supplemental income from rental properties. But I'm wondering what I should uh, use as an income percentage for long-term forecasting for those funds. Are you saying income percentage or amount of growth in the portfolio, return on your money? Uh, Let's say return on my money. Okay. Well, I mean uh, that we're that is beat the market. Yeah, okay, we're going to we're going to get to that segment a little later, but um seriously though, how much risk do you want to take with the money? For example, if you put it all in a globally diversified stock portfolio and you took the time machine went back to 1970 and held that through the end of 2017, 
you would have made over 12% a year, not every year. And some years would have been perilous, like 2008 or 2001, et cetera. So most people who retire want to have some fixed income or bonds. In a 60-40 portfolio, again, you've done really, really well. You've made double digits for that period of time. I would not expect that going over the next 47 years. But the, mm-hmm. the, the, the question to you, the question to anybody is, how much volatility are you willing to take? How much are you willing to see your $500,000 go down by? I'll, I'll ask you, are you okay waking up one day and seeing your 500000 at 400000 Early on, yes. Okay, because that's, that's what I've struggled with is I can't just put a three percent on there for the next thirty-five years. Not, um, not unless you wait and hear from our guest later who tells us easy to make eight percent a year safely. Uh, that's a yeah. guest on the other station, yeah, which though. we're it's not on promoting. KDI. <laughs> so I mean, so my if, if if truly, I mean, you're retiring young, so you want to have good exposure mm-hmm. to stocks because you're going to need growth in that portfolio. And if you told me you're okay with a loss of twenty percent of your principal at some point, I personally would probably do something sixty percent in stocks, forty percent in bonds, and then anticipate a growth rate of somewhere between five and six percent a year in a portfolio like that okay so if i put four percent i'm still talking pretty conservative in terms of growth yeah in terms of growth if you have equities yeah if you have equities in your portfolio four percent has historically historically been a relatively conservative number. We don't predict the future, but we could tell you right. that looking back at the past, that's been a reasonable. By the way, the thing to pay attention to about four percent, the real return then is somewhere between one and one and a half percent a year. I mean, you're really only beating inflation by a very small amount. Right. No, I understand that. Okay. My spreadsheet's about three feet wide. <laughs> Maybe you got a new job ahead of you there. You could be the stock analyst. So, no, I mean, I think, think, yes, 5% a year in a relatively conservative portfolio for a long period of time is probably reasonable. No question. Thanks for the call. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. 855-935-TALK is our phone number, 855-935-8255. And the thing Tom is alluding to at uh, a little after 2 p.m. Pacific, we are going to be doing an interview over on KVI 570 AM. Yes, we will plug it because now all you're going... What in the heck are they talking about? That's what we're talking about, because we're talking real money. Tom and Don are talking real money. Keeping the podcast breaks as painless as possible is my goal. That's why I want to very quickly tell you about the only magazine I've ever heard of that is 100% real investing all the time. There's no business news, no speculative advice, and certainly no lifestyle stuff. It's called Real Investing Journal. I publish it every quarter, and you can get two full years for only 25 bucks at realinvestingjournal.com. That's realinvestingjournal.com. Your guides to a really great financial future. Tom and Don are talking real money. And if you hear a commercial for gold, it's not our fault. We don't believe gold is a good investment, period. Unless you're wearing don't it. like it. It's not even a good investment, then. No, it that's, just that's, looks nice. That's true. 855-935-TALK is our phone number, 855-935-8255. And Matt, you are up next. Welcome to Talking Real Money. Hi, Matt. Hey, how are you guys doing? We're having fun. 
I understand you're trying to like, you know, speak to the whole general crowd, but I just want you to know that there are active traders that actively manage their accounts and they crush the market every day. Really? They crush the market. Yes. Send me the track record. Huh. Show me the why tax returns. There, yeah, yeah. Why is it why do then all of the actively managed mutual funds fail so miserably to not beat to the mention, market if not one to mention individual this. can do it why can't that then transfer it translate into a mutual fund or the really smart money in hedge funds where they just lost yeah, to where the they fail miserably too against the s p so you guys are saying that warren buffett is just full of it he doesn't yep. he doesn't outperform yep. the market every year he, no, he, he doesn't <laughs> actually actually no the reality is he does not outperform the market every year he doesn't and look at the numbers told his spouse when i die put it all put in the money the in the s&p 500 fund guys i tell you what i'll i'll exchange information with you offline if you want to but i crush the market every month okay, and we are send so us send, congr- you know and, happy. and wait 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 let me just tell you something matt there have been numerous studies done. The Swiss Finance Institute did a study. Uh, Fahm and French did a study. Uh, Barber and uh, Odin did a study. They all found that a tiny fraction yeah. of traders outperformed. But they were able to attribute the vast majority of that outperformance to luck only in, it depends on the study you looked at, but somewhere between six-tenths and 2% of active traders were showed something that appeared to be skill. So if you were lucky to be in that six tenths to two percent, congratulations. We're just but if darn, we tell yeah, if we ahead. tell the rest of the world to do what you're yeah. doing, we'd be massively irresponsible. And we're just darn glad to talk to one of the one percenters. So exactly. that's yeah, well no, the reason the reason why mutual funds don't do all that well, I actually look okay, listen, I have a BS in chemistry with a minor in physics. So what I'm really good at is going into chaotic situations and finding the trends. Okay, so you're the only guy who knows how... I mean, imagine how many thousands of PhDs are on Wall Street getting paid humongous amounts of money and have better trading platforms than you, better research... I mean, there are... Think of the odds. A faster connection to the exchanges. Hey, 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 hey. Listen, hey, email me yes. and I'll show you my tracker. You you know I'm how to re- you know how to reach us. Well, we, got our, we're not our email your addresses. Yeah. Our, okay, Matt, all, all our no, stuff. No, no, no. Put uh, your money where your mouth is. Have somebody talk to me. Come on. Why would Why would we okay, want to? If minute. you want to show us how good you are, dude, just send it to yeah, us. We'll it's easy. It. Yeah. It's so easy. I'm making money on the market. Why then, would I then, make? Then why are you calling hey, us, Matt? Matt, dude, congrats! Enough to see the friends. Congratulations! I am, you know, Matt. I'm so proud of you. We're we're but very Matt, we're very pleased. Matt, fifteen percent of mutual funds outperformed the lousy S and P 500 over the last five years of large growth mutual funds. That just tells you that, yeah, may I'm not doubting that you're the most brilliant guy to trade Wall Street in the history of humanity. I I can't prove one. I can't prove it one yeah. way or another. Now, if you want to send us your audited financials of all your trades, with tax returns with tax returns yeah. to back them up, um, we I'll, I'll give you my address: don at vestory dot com. D o n at vestory dot com. Bill Higgins, our research guy, is right here waving his hand. Bill at vestory dot com. Bill at vestory dot com. Bill, Read, he reads over. this stuff every week. Trust Bill's me. Bill's a data hound. Yeah, we're always looking for these things, so we just can't find them but we wish you we, well we, we're, we're happy for you I, I again matt not not upset no. but just telling you we think that if you we would be we would be doing our audience a 
huge disservice if we suggested that they go trade the market. That's just dangerous. 855-935-TALK is the phone number. Ramona, it's your turn. Uh, Welcome actually, to Actually, we're going to what? Amy first. My bad. Oh, you'd come. Okay. Amy, you Amy, up. you're next. I'm sorry. Tom messed up the order. Hi, Amy. Uh-huh. That's okay. Can you guys hear me? We hear you just fine. Okay. Well, I'm sorry. You just had a conversation with that Matt guy. But That's anyway, right. um, <laughs> that I have a question about my pension plan. So I was recently laid off from a large telecommunication company um, after 20 years. And I had a 401k and a pension plan. And not just in full disclosure, I'm a terrible uh, person when it comes to money. I spend way oh, wait, wait, my wait, means. Ramona. What, Ramona, that means you're a normal person. Doesn't mean <laughs> well, you're terrible. Oh, yeah. You're a I'm, normal that's, person. This is, this is Amy, by Amy, the way. Amy, I'm but... sorry. Amy, I'm sorry. I, I look at my screen, I get confused because he's got him in the wrong order. You are a normal person if you manage money badly. The vast majority of America manages money badly. Oh, oh no. I, I think I'm, I'm, you would not want me as a client or, or be married to me. I'm surprised my husband hasn't divorced me. I'm like really bad. I rack up credit card bills and uh, all right. What's, what's the, all what right, can we gonna, help? Yeah, how, how can, can we, we help yeah. you be better? Yeah, <laughs> that's what I need help with because if I do this, if I keep making these same mistakes, I'm going to be single and poor. Um, so I have I so I was laid off. Yes, and I racked up a lot of credit card debt, so I took money out of my 401k. I was I was fearing that I knew that was coming. I mean, you know, that wasn't a good idea, but it's over and done. What what, what from this point forward? So now I have this money in the pension plan, but I'm concerned about. I don't know. I'm not. I don't know enough about pension plans and how safe they are. And how much is in the pension, Amy? What's your What's it worth? For forty thousand. Okay, Uh, uh, let me tell you the advice. How old are you, Amy? Forty-eight. Okay, you're young. Trust me, you're young. Yeah. Uh, you have a lot of time before you retire. I would, and I think Tom will concur that if you can cash out that pension plan, probably the best thing you can do for your future is to take that pension plan, roll it over into an IRA, put it into a portfolio that has the potential to grow, and uh, and 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 it's balanced for your risk tolerance. For example, go to Vestry.com, take the risk quiz. That'll help you determine what your risk tolerance is. Then use the funds at Vanguard. We talk about the total world index, total bond market. Create a portfolio that's really well balanced based on your risk tolerance leave it alone promise yourself that that money does not exist it cannot be touched it's sacrosanct leave it alone yep and, and by the yeah, uh, and then get yeah. on with your life and by the way we don't feel bad about getting called from matt number one it's a warm-up i got my I in-laws coming tomorrow so it's a good way to get started i like calls and, like matt's <laughs> and and for those of you who believe you can trade your way to nirvana and you're doing it god bless you i have i don't have any issue the issue I have is, and we weren't trying to doubt Matt. We're trying to doubt trading in general because we can't find a track record of long-term performance. That's it. Well, if we you've got find, one, we we have found some in 
in hindsight, but the problem is it's been somewhere around 1% yeah, of active number. managers. Me, yeah. And and the problem with that is that the, the top 1% of those over the next five years, over half end up being in the bottom half of performers are out of business. So there's no persistence well, to performance either. My argument is you hear ads for this all the time. Many of you grew oh. up believing in a stock picking contest. Many of you think that's investing. And what we're trying to tell you is it decidedly is not. It's gambling. But guess what? There are successful professional gamblers, too. Tom and Don are talking real money. If you're looking for a nice short podcast to tide you over between episodes of Talking Real Money, check out Money 30. Money 30 podcasts are between two and four minutes long, and they're available at every major podcast service, including Apple Podcasts, or you can visit money30.com. For your real life and real future, Tom and Don are talking real money. Now, the Securities and Exchange Commission has been struggling with uh, trying to find a way so that the customers know whether or not a, what is called a duly registered advisor or a dual hat advisor, try to tell them uh, their the, the fiduciary advisor from the merely suitable advisor, and they haven't figured it out. Well, I have. It's called Advocaps. And <laughs> you, wear, you make them wear a hat. Go check it out at TalkingRealMoney.com. That the information provided on Talking Real Money is for educational and hopefully enjoyable purposes only. Providing personalized financial planning or investing advice takes time, so please consult with a really good fee only fiduciary investment, tax, or legal advisor. We know a good one. Investing must always involve risk. In other words, you can and probably will lose money at times. Also, as much as you want it, no one can accurately and consistently predict the future. So, past performance doesn't tell you a darn thing about what the future will bring. Unlike many other programs that say something similar, Talking Real Money is not trying to get you to buy or sell any financial products or securities. Instead, the the program is provided as a public service by Vestry, a fee-only registered investment advisor. Thanks for listening, and please visit TalkingRealMoney.com for more information and disclosures. That should keep the lawyers happy.